What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Above the Net Volleyball Podcast. I'm Melissa, your host. Y'all, today is going to be a little bit of a story time. And actually, as we speak, I'm throwing the dog toy to my boxer, Hank, because he won't leave me alone long enough to do a podcast. Note to self, if you want a puppy, it is legit like having a newborn. I've had both. They're very similar. Okay. Anyways, I digress. Y'all, this is going to be a little bit of story time, but basically what it's going to come down to today, for those of you who have kiddos in any sort of like club, travel, AAU sports, um, I'm going to tell it through the lens of volleyball, but I think I have a feeling this probably applies to every sort of travel sport in the youth and developmental realm. Um, I have a feeling you're going to be able to identify with this and you'll probably have an opinion on it. And I am super excited to hear what your opinions are on this because I have a very, you'll hear my opinion, um, but I'm curious if I'm alone. I don't know. And maybe I have some things to learn. So what we're talking about is how tiebreakers are decided in these club travel youth tournaments, which I look at youth sports. And when I say youth sports, I think high school. Um, and sometimes, you know, the younger ages of high school and middle school, especially in travel developmental sports, that's sort of the realm that I'm thinking. My daughter plays 13 and under club volleyball, um, which I would look at as being a developmental experience, meaning you would want to play as many kids as possible so they can develop because the way that they are at 13 years old as girls and probably boys too. And I think what a lot of the research shows us It has not a ton of determinant in what they're going to be when they are, you know, seniors in high school, going into college, and even if some of them end up being professionals. So much happens during the high school years and even the college years. I mean, and studies show that. So that's the lens we're looking at it for. The way that this happens, so what really brought this up is at Finley's last tournament, that's my 13-year-old. They, what they do in volleyball is they'll have pool play, right? So you'll have a pool of four teams. Everybody plays each other. That sort of determines who plays each other the next day in a three-day tournament. And then on the last day is when you have tournament play. So there'll be a gold bracket with the quote unquote best teams, then a silver, then a bronze. Sometimes there's like copper and platinum or whatever else they can come up with kind of down at the bottom. The names are sometimes funny. But, um, and if it's a two day tournament, the first day they'll do pool play. And then the next day will be sort of the bracket play. And I'm assuming a lot of tournaments are like this for other sports. So when you have pool play, you definitely, especially with four teams, have the ability to have a tie, at least a two-way tie. And in some cases, even a three-way tie. So again, we're looking at this through a developmental youth lens. Okay. We're not looking at through the, this as a varsity D1 professional sport where the goal is to win, right? Like that's not what we're looking at this. So make sure we're all in the same perspective. So what happened in their first day is they ended up in a three-way tie in terms of wins and losses. They were three teams were two and one. Okay. And so head to head wasn't going to work because they had all beaten each other. So head to head wins and losses that didn't decide the tie. So the next thing that JVA, which is the Junior Volleyball Association, does, and I think USAV does the same thing, and AAU as well. I could be wrong, but at one point they all did the same thing. The next thing they'll look at is game percentage or set percentage. So who, basically who won more games or sets? Well, they had all done the same. Whenever they had won, they all won in two. So 
every, you know, if you don't know volleyball, it's best of three at these club tournaments. So they had each won those matches in two. And the ones that they had lost, they had lost in two. So alas, we're all still tied in a three-way tie. Okay. Here's where it gets tricky for me. And I'm not a fan because we are at the developmental youth level, especially 13 and under. If they're still tied after all those things, it goes to point percentage. And what point percentage is, is you take the points that you scored divided by the points that were scored against you or that the other team scored. So there is only one thing that this promotes. This promotes blowing teams out. The set percentage does that too. Like you don't want to go more than two sets, two games, some people say, and you, you want to blow people out. So what that does in turn is says, well, I don't want to get all my players in. I only want to play my quote unquote best players at 13 years old. I'm saying this with like a crazy look on my face because I need to blow people out in case there's a tie. So guess who never gets in? Players, you know, eight, nine, and 10 on your bench or nine, 10, 11 on a volleyball bench. You know, maybe in basketball, that's like players 10, 11, and 12. That is not what youth and developmental volleyball should be about or any sport, especially at 13 years old. I would argue up to 14, maybe 15, but I would argue up to 14 like freshmen in high school. Because when you make the tiebreakers about sets or points, you are encouraging blowing out other teams, which means not everyone's getting in, okay, which means not everyone's developing. I do not like that. There has to be another system. I heard a guy proposing that, well, a better way to do that was, again, they could play each other in one game, just call everybody back and you're going to play one game. Um, you could almost have some sort of skills assessment where the whole team has to participate, like to show that you're developing all the players. I actually love that. I think other countries um, lean more towards that, like Brazil and uh, probably Germany, but where they're trying to develop youth all the way around instead of specializing like we do in America and being all about winning and losing. My view here at Above the Net is that youth sports are to promote, obviously, lifetime love of the game. We don't want kids burning out. We don't want kids quitting. We want them to be active for their entire lives, to enjoy the sports that they play, to play all the sports that they're passionate about, not to specialize too early because, again, that's what leads to burnout. By the way, we're going to talk about this on a podcast. Specialization does not lead to better outcomes. It leads to worse outcomes. It leads to more injury. It leads to burnout, kids quitting the sport. Ah, it gets me so fired up. So that is my thoughts on points percentage. There has to be a better way. I'm going to kind of think through. If you have opinions on what a better way is to break ties in these sports that does not promote routing people, blowing people out and only playing, you know, your top six or seven players on a volleyball team or your top five to seven, eight players on a basketball team because you have to score the most amount of points. Like what are the other solutions? I think they're out there. I don't think this is how we're going to develop kids. Also the losing team that's getting routed is getting nothing out of that. There probably weren't any good rallies. It was probably just a bunch of aces and shanked passes. Um, so yeah, I'm not here for it. Oh, so here, the, I got to tell you the end of the story. So they had this three-way tie and it went to point percentage and the point percentages were like, you know, 
0.02% separating them. We're talking like 1 1.15, 1.13, 1.10. That was the difference. And so Finley's team ended up third. You know, I'm a pretty, like, I'm very open-minded. I try not to be biased. They were not third in that pool. They were definitely second. I wouldn't have said they were first as someone who knows a lot of volleyball. Um, with the energy they played with and the skill level and thinking about all the players on the team, I would have put them at second in that pool. They should not have been third and they should not have been first. They ended up in third. Here's the other crazy part about this. Their pool, first and second, ended up in a gold pool. So the, the first and second team could go on and still end up in, in gold, play for the whole thing. Third and fourth didn't even have a chance at the silver pool. They went straight to the bronze and the copper. Explain that to me. How is it in their pool nobody even had a chance to go to the silver? And again, I... I could really care less about the trophies and where they end up, but the kids ask you these questions and I can't explain it to them as an adult. Like, I'm so sorry, babe. Like you went two and one and now you're in the bronze division. I have no explanation. It doesn't make any sense. And I love that their coach tries to get everyone in. That is doing the right thing. And of course they end up in the bronze division. And then that's what, this is what this leads to is then they play teams they shouldn't be playing. Like it's completely uneven. And probably those teams are like, what is this team doing here? So Finley's team on the whole three-day tournament ends up eight and one. That was the only match they lost was that first day in that three-way tie. Eight and one, you guys, that's incredible. And they ended up winning the bronze bracket. So basically 12th place. There were teams that finished in the gold bracket four and three and finished ahead of them. It's, it's impossible to explain to a 13-year-old why you worked your booty off and, you know, I guess it's a life lesson of life, isn't it always fair, but you want to be able to explain it somehow, and this to me has no logical explanation. So USAV, JVA, AAU, I think we got to come up with a better way. I'm hoping the people agree with me, but I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Um, go ahead to Instagram on at above the net volleyball. There's going to be a reel there, and you can go ahead and just comment what your thoughts on are this whether it's volleyball or some other youth sport, using these sort of determinants to break ties and determine success. All right, y'all, you guys rock. Remember, as one of my favorites, John O'Sullivan from the Way of Champions podcast says, your influence is never neutral. You always have influence, so let's use it for positivity. Let's hashtag make youth sports great again and encourage kids to love sport, to love movement, Let's develop kids as long as we can, not have them specialize um, so we can help them achieve that the most they're capable of and to have a whole lot of fun while they do it. You guys are awesome. I'll talk to you later. Bye.